How's it going everybody and welcome to episode 113 of Master My Garden Podcast. Now this week's episode we're talking about what we can sow in March and uh, I've been saying it a little bit to sort of hold back and not to be getting too excited uh, but now we're we're into March we're getting a good stretch in our days so at the moment here we're you know it's kind of bright at seven o'clock and we're getting until you know well after six in the evenings now heading for seven again so we're we're, we're almost getting 12 hours of daylight and that's exactly you know when when we can actually start to think about sowing seeds really in a in a big way i know we've a few bits and pieces done up until now but from now on with this daylight increasing it's really it's really now that we can start to ramp things up a little bit slight bit of caution in that this week we had our heaviest night's frost ever it went down to minus four here and uh, yeah that's you know that's as i said the heaviest frost that we've had sort of this winter and uh, but still we're, we're we're definitely you know we're definitely heading towards the end of it and spring really feels like it's it's just around the corner now i know technically it starts on the first of march um but you know it feels it starts starting to feel a little little bit spring like um at certain times with the extra bit of light particularly um i suppose warmth wise it hasn't been too cold either except except for those few frosts so it's just to proceed with a little bit of caution still around sowing seed and all the rest of it but having said that uh, for me i'm definitely amping up this month i have a little bit done so i have uh, onions white onions and red onions i've shallots and i have spring onions sown already and a little bit of spring cabbage uh, or early early cabbage greyhound variety so i have a few little bits done but not much and i suppose from now on i will start to start to sow on a consistent basis um start into the the sources successional sowing and the blocks of sowing i'm still going to be you know some of my first plug plants will go directly into the tunnel so i'll be i'll be raising them and maturing them in the tunnel so um if you're I suppose in an area where you're able to get out a little bit earlier than me, then you know your sowing is the same. It's just that your your first planting out might be a little bit different to my one. But I suppose that's that's the key is to always just get to know your area. And I know that there's so many people uh, have tomatoes, so I've seen pictures of them. Um, you know, good, strong, healthy plants. And uh, I haven't sown mine yet, and don't intend to sow them for another good few weeks heading towards the end of the month before I, I'll sow the tomatoes anyway. Um, but to talk about what I am sowing now and what you guys can get sowing now, um, I'm going to go through a list and then I'm also just going to mention a few other bits and pieces of jobs that we can be doing in March. April is kind of the month, you know, when, when growth starts to kick off um, and every job uh, seems to come at the same time. You know, the growth starts, the lawn starts growing, the weeds start popping up all your you know your perennials are starting to peep out of the ground uh you're trying to keep up with your seed sowing and it's at that time that everything just feels a little bit uh congested i guess and you're 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 struggling to find the time to get to do everything um but you can do a lot now in march and sort of lay the foundations for touchwood a little bit more relaxed uh april and may and into the growing season so what I'm sowing at the moment, so um, within the next couple of days, I'll do my sort of first batch of successional, successional sowing. 
and include it in that I'm going to do spring onion lettuce I have two types of lettuce I'm going to do spinach uh, on the first sowing of spinach I'm actually going to still use the winter one um, so I'm using I think it's giant winter spinach and I'm just going to use that for the first sowing probably and then I'll move on to the you know the I think it's Amazon is the is the variety I have for for later on um, but just for the first sowing I'm still going to use the, the winter one uh, I'm also going to sow cauliflower, broccoli and spring cabbage, all of those being early types. And I'll do one one planting of those plugs into the tunnel in whatever, a few weeks time when they're ready. And then after that, my next sowing, which I won't do for about two to three weeks, my next sowing of cauliflower, broccoli and spring cabbage will again be of the early types, but that will go outside directly into the ground. I'll sow a couple of the herbs early. so. You know, like call it coriander and dill, um, basil. I will hold back for a little bit. Uh, just that likes a lot more temperature, a lot more heat, and I definitely don't have that yet. So I'm going to hold off on the basil for another while, probably around the same time as the tomatoes. And uh, yet, yeah, obviously, they go well together when we're eating them. But uh, in terms of sowing, I kind of like to keep the two of them similar because they have in terms of heat requirements quite similar some of the other seeds that i'll sow now that do require a bit of heat uh, peppers aubergines chilies i'm going to sow them pretty much now straight away reason being they're going to need a good bit of minding for the next while but reason being is that they need that kind of length um a little bit longer than say the tomatoes are going to need so length of growing season i'm saying there so uh, i'm definitely going to get those sowed now and like i say i know i'll have a little bit of minding on those other seeds then that i'm going to be sowing is uh, radish i'm going to do turnip a couple of different types the milan purple top which is going to be you know quicker maturing and more or less added into your successional sowing although i won't sow it every two weeks i'll probably sow it every every four weeks um milan purple top so that's a lovely little quick maturing um turnip so it doesn't take anywhere near as long as the swede or uh, you know the swede marion for example which is the one i'll be sowing but it will also be sowing that in in the next couple of days and that will be going outside rather than rather than inside other things that i'll be sowing then i'll be doing a sowing towards the middle of the month i'll be doing a, a sowing on swiss chard I'll be doing celeriac. Um, outside, I will do some parsnips at the end of the month and carrots at the end of the month, and that's outside. But I'll be doing that. Um, I have an area covered off now with black plastic. So basically, well, it has been doing two things. It has been control keeping weeds under control over the winter, and it's also keeping the, dry, the ground underneath a little bit drier and... I suppose a little bit warmer so towards the end of the month I'll get some parsnips and carrots directly into the ground there and that you know the temperature should be quite warm under there and the ground should be quite workable and there should be little to no weeds there as well so it'll be it'll be very easy to sow them once I have it covered down for now over the plastic French beans I'll hold those till the end of the month uh, around the same time as the tomatoes and the basil so they're you know really liking a bit of heat and so i've got to hold them back until the end of the month and 
yeah they're the they're the sort of the main seeds that i'm getting into this month uh, i'll do peas for shoots um straight away just so so peas and just harvest the shoots off them and then after that i will be sowing towards the end of the month again i'll be sowing peas for for pods and i'll do one crop of those in the tunnel and then i'll be moving outside after that and yeah i suppose that's that's kind of broadly what i'm going to be sowing uh, so lettuce lettuce all the successional stuff and some of the early sort of brassicas the cauliflowers the broccolis the spring cabbage and all of those the other I suppose things that you that i'll be doing this month is um I still haven't planted my seed potatoes into the tunnel. I know that everyone says you need to have your your onion or your potatoes planted into the tunnel in sort of January stroke February, and I'm going to do it this week. But it's really only this week that I'm looking at the the ground temperatures warm enough in the tunnel. Again, I have an area covered down with black plastic to sort of keep a bit of heat in the ground. Um, but my my tunnel has open sides, has mesh sides, so. In terms of temperature, it's actually very cold, a um, little bit similar to what you're going to get outside. So I'm not it, the tunnel is not the same as 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 a tunnel that's fully covered to the ground covered to the ground um, because you get you know you get a lot more temp heat in those type tunnels. Whereas with the sides open, I have less sort of disease. Uh, and get more aeration through the tunnel but you definitely suffer a little bit of those early stages because it can be quite cold so i'd be just watching those now but what i'd be aiming to do so 100 days or thereabouts they should be ready uh, and the variety i'm planting into the ground is home guard so 100 days from now so we're the first week of march 100 days from now essentially takes us to uh, 30 days or the sort of the first week stroke second week of june and at that stage get them out of the tunnel because i'll have the tomatoes coming on at that stage and you know you don't want the two of them growing in the tunnel together but they should be well out at that stage you know should be well well matured and nice nice plants or nice potatoes there and be happy to take them out then other jobs that i'll be doing this month in terms of the the, the veg garden is i have planted pretty much all of my garlic from garlic cloves some done in the autumn some only done in the last week or two all of them are doing nicely i have some onions that i planted from sets in in december they're doing really well and i'm also going to plant sets now or in the next couple of weeks uh, so spring sowing sets and i suppose i have a little bit of an experiment going on so i'm sowing seeds of those i've planted the autumn sets and the autumn garlic and i'm going to do the same in spring except i'm not doing the spring garlic and just don't find that it does nearly as well so just going to stick to the winter one there but i'm interested to see what's the difference in the onions particularly so autumn planted sets spring planted sets and early spring sown seed and just to see you know, just to see how they, how they all go. I think they'll all be fine and they'll all do well. Uh, I hear a lot of great reports about sown onion seed, but it's the first time I've done it. So I'm looking forward to see that. But it'll be interesting to see kind of the comparison between the three and if there is kind of any advantage of one over the other. Uh, 
I think if we get dry spells, then potentially there will be, you know, there will be some advantage in the the seed sowing ones and possibly the autumn autumn sown ones, in that they won't bolt or they'll be nearly out before the dry period sort of comes. But other than that, there might not be a huge amount of difference. But it's going to be interesting to see between it. So that's something you can still do. In terms of planting your potatoes, ground is still, you know, outside ground is still very cold. Uh, as I say, we've had a really mild winter generally, but in the last week or two, we've had a good bit of rain. Pretty much all of February has been wet. And then, of course, we've had a few heavy nights frost. So you have wet ground and then frost as well. So the ground is quite cold. So traditionally, outdoor planting in Ireland kicks off, you know, sort of St. Patrick's Day generally is what's seen as the as the yardstick. But what I would say there is, yeah, keep that as the, you know, the sort of possible start date. But the ground temperature for me is the most important point and make sure that the ground temperatures are getting up to that sort of, you know, heading for that 10 degrees for a sustained period over over a week or whatever. And then the ground is, is getting to a, a position where you can actually yeah, plant in your potatoes because that's the one thing you don't want to do is plant into cold ground. And even if it means waiting a week or two, you're better off because you'll get no advantage by just having it done. So watch out for that. As I say, most people will, will look on St. Patrick's Day as the kickoff um, day for doing that. But just let your ground temperature sort of govern that one. Other jobs that we can be doing um, at this time of the year, as I said, there's lots and things that we can be getting ahead of ourselves with. And some of those are controlling the weeds, either in your vegetable beds or in, in, in your flower borders or your, your shrub shrubberies, whatever you have. Um, if you can get on top of your weeds now, so the temperatures, you know, have been a little bit cold, but I still see the first things that are going to germinate are going to be are going to be weed seedlings. And if you're able to sort of get on top of those now by, you know, giving them a little bit of a hoe, raking them up on a dry day if you can and maybe even mulching down afterwards and uh, you know you can still be mulching away the, on the beds and that will definitely help as you go into the season and and help with your 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 weed control so yeah get on top of that early keep on top of it and then you'll have less problems down the line other jobs uh, cutting back perennials so i know a lot of people will do some of it in the autumn time uh, and and some people do it all in the autumn time I actually barely touched them, um, with the exception of cutting dahlias out. Uh, I don't cut any of the perennials back until now, so I'm cutting cutting those back now. Any of the, the tops just go into the compost heap and sort of get those tidied up and getting ready for the new growth, which is starting. You can see a little bit of a stir on some things. Not, not a huge amount yet, but all that... Uh, all that old growth is taken away now and it's it's all set up and and ready to grow. A couple of weeks away from I guess the bare root season finishing so that's another another job if you haven't already um, you should be trying to get them as quick as you possibly can because pretty much the end of March is when the bare root season finishes so for you know and I know we spoke about it in, in a couple of episodes back but for things like hedges, bare root trees, bare root, uh, fruit trees, bushes, roses, any of that sort of thing. The next couple of weeks is your 
sort of your last opportunity until next October, November again to get those in. It's a it's a very very good way of doing trees, fruit trees, uh, fruit bushes, all of those sort of things. But especially then if you're doing large scale hedging, bare root is by far the most economical way of doing it. And you know for things like beech, it's it's definitely the best way to plant the hedge rather than rather than doing it potted. So as I say, about four, three, four weeks left in that. So if you do intend to do anything like that, get cracking on it straight away because, as I say, a few weeks' time, that opportunity will be gone. Um, in terms of hedges, I'm not sure if you know, but there's a rule in Ireland that from the 1st of March through to, I think it's the 1st of September, you can't cut your hedges. And this debate goes on every single year where people feel that that doesn't actually relate to the hedges in their gardens and it only it, it only relates to certain types of hedges and actually it's uh, not the case so basically regardless of the size location or the variety of hedge that you have by the law from the first of march you're not supposed to cut that so if you have beech hedges you know grisolinia i saw someone the other day had, had a, a picture up of a grisolinia hedge and somebody somebody pointed out that the rule was in place and not to cut at that stage and someone else said no grisolinia is exempt none of that is actually true by the letter of the law no hedge garden or you know any other type farm road the road one the only exception is if it's interfering and it impacts on road safety so um, i guess any road could technically fall under that if, if somebody wanted to cut it but um, by the letter of the law you're not supposed to cut any hedging from the 1st of March to the 1st of September it could be wrong on the end date but it's definitely start date 1st of March and no hedge no hedge could be cut uh, I know that one always definitely for gardeners it always takes them by surprise and they always actually feel that it's wrong or that it's not you know that they're somehow not covered in that but if you think about it well I know for, for us here um, I have Portuguese laurel around the back of the bird feeders and it's definitely it's definitely a nesting ground and more than a nesting ground it's also where because it's near the feeders it's also when the young chicks hatch out they actually kind of nestle in there even if they're not nesting in there they kind of go in there and kind of wait um, for the adult bird to bring them back some of the some of the food and it's, a, it's like a little hiding ground for them. So to be going disturbing that at that stage, you know, wouldn't make sense. And uh, yeah, as I say, it's one that always causes great debate and confusion. But uh, I can tell you with certainty. And if you want to check back on the episode of the podcast with Niall Hatch from Birdwatch Ireland, uh, he makes it quite clear on, on those rules. Uh, on the seed sowing front as well. Last year, I had huge success in growing perennials in in the springtime, and you know a lot of really good perennial seed perennials that I grew last year were sown from seed in March and late March at that. Uh, had really spectacular displays later on in the year, particularly the dahlias. Uh, I was blown away by about how good they were in the first year. So uh, I definitely have more of those to sow. But just to give you an idea of what perennials I'm sowing and flowers I'm sowing. Uh, 
Um, I actually did sow quite a few grasses in the autumn. And to be quite honest with you, they haven't been, they've all germinated, but they haven't been very successful. Partly because I neglected them and maybe didn't give them the care and attention that they needed the whole way through. Um, so I'll be doing a repeat sowing of all of those in the spring. And what I had was um, Ascantus census, um, Stipa gigantea. Now that's one that did actually do really well as an autumn sowing one. Uh, Stipa ponytails did really well. Didn't sow enough of it, so I'm going to sow another bit of that. And I know people are probably screaming at the at the into the earbuds now that um they self seed and all the rest of it and they do to be fair but they're quite easy to can keep under control and i do think that they give you know they give a nice look and particularly in perennial beds they'll hold up uh, all through the winter and sort of give a bit of structure during the winter town um i have two different types of miscanthus i've two colored ones and the other one that actually did really well was um carex prairie fire so if again to sow a bit more of that carex pendula is another one that did well and again so more of that i have agelias two different types one beautiful one called nora barlow i'll definitely definitely sow that again and yeah i have another one as called yellow queen and then i have the ones that i sowed last year so they're the, the ones I've just called out are seeds that I sowed in the autumn and only got them in the autumn. Um, but last spring I did dahlias, Bishop's Children was fantastic. I did verbena, the two types, the Borienses, and I forget the other one, but it was, both of them performed brilliantly. I had Achilles that do, did really well. Um, they're a brilliant plant like for, for a single season. So you're sowing, you're sowing now and you'll have great flower off them in that, in that one season. Now, obviously they come back. But what I'm saying is that you're getting a great um, show from a first year sowing plant, which is really good. And then I have sowed a lot of foxgloves last year. I've got to sow more of them. Obviously, they don't flower in the first year. But what I sowed last year is going to flower this this spring and looking forward to seeing those. Again, just maybe didn't do enough of them. So I have more of those to sow and some, some for, for baskins. And then, of course, I'll be doing a lot of the, um, I suppose, what I used as the annuals you know the the cosmos a two really good cosmos uh, one was called sonata mix and the other one was called fizzy fizzy mix i think or fizzy some fizzy something anyway and it was a really good really good filler in the in the perennial beds and for for loads of color around the place um, sweet peas as well again really successful last year just probably didn't sow enough to meet her and then sunflowers probably did the opposite there. I saw too many of those last year. Um, but yeah, so sunflowers and what else did I? Cornflower. Good few other, other flower seeds and I'll be doing pretty much all of those through the end of the month. Uh, won't do them in the, next, in the next two weeks, but towards the end of the month I'll do those. And into April as well, I'll sow more of those. So that's kind of, um, you know, overview of what I'm sowing. And there is lots of lots of jobs we can be lots of other jobs we can be doing but the seed sowing is now the priority uh, that we're into this sort of phase where we've long days uh, long days of light and hopefully from now on the temperatures will start to rise and we do get you know a reasonably warm spring a growthy spring which we didn't get last year but if we can get that this year we'll be off to a flying start
some other just sort of things to be to be thinking ahead of if you don't if you don't collect your water um again thinking back to last year and that long period of of dry weather and hose pipe bands and whatnot the i suppose the time when the likes of water butts sell the best is when there's a drought which is counterintuitive really because when there's a drought you can't collect the water anyway but if you're thinking ahead now and thinking back to that drought of last year uh, you could set yourself up to start capturing water now so that you have it for either your tunnel or your garden later on in the year and the more you can capture the better it'll get you through any period like that and as i say start that process early so that you're not you know looking for water when there is no rain falling uh, later on in the time and that's just just another sort of smart thing to do um so that's pretty much what i'm doing over the next couple of weeks again taking it nice and steady uh, there is there is a good you know there is a long way to go to the end of the bunt and yeah I, i'm sowing seeds but i'm still going quite gently at it and feel my way along if we got a frost like like we had the other day i mightn't sow for a day or two you know just just wait until the weather sort of a little bit more settled but yeah all of that is kicking off now and from now on you will need to do your your successional sowing whether that's at a two week or three week interval that's totally up to you just find a day pick a day or a time that suits you and, and get that done um it's something i fell down on a little bit last year but if you miss sowings you know, if you miss sowing dates or days, then you will end up somewhere along the line with a gap in your in your production for your food anyway. Uh, so just make sure that whatever day you set, put it into your phone as a reminder or put it into your diary or into your wall planner or whatever way you use and get it done on that same day every two weeks, three weeks, whatever it is that you set up. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all it's all going to start kicking off now and it's all getting exciting. I have a very good episode coming up next week on microgreens. Uh, looking forward to that one. Um, I mentioned a few weeks ago as well that I've started doing online consultations and they're going really well. So basically what it is, if you are in a garden and there's a particular area that you're stuck with or you're just looking for kind of ideas or how to go next or if you're a new build and you don't know what phase to move to, um, and all of those, you know, sort of things that you might be getting stuck on in your garden. And as I say, I'm doing an online Zoom consultation. Uh, very simple. You just land on my website, www.mastermygarden.com. There's a consultation page there. Just click into that. And then once you, once you book through, I'll send you a questionnaire with sort of questions about your garden, about what, what, what you want from your garden, what your current struggles are. You know, and any of those things that are causing you a little bit of hassle at the moment, you send me back that, that gives me the information I need to, you know, to sort of get you the results that you want during our one hour Zoom conversation. And uh, yeah, we've done a few of those. They're going really well. The customers, very importantly, are delighted with how they've gone and and I'm delighted with the feedback from them on that. So yeah, so it's, it's, it's new for me, but I'm loving doing them and loving helping people get, get unstuck in their garden. So if that's of interest to you, just visit the website. It's www.mastermygarden.com and you'll find it there under the consultation tab. Um, you'll also see if anyone, anyone follows me on Instagram. I had a picture up last night, got a, a light into the tunnel 
in the area that has the potting bench and that on it. And I suppose the plan there is to start doing a few online uh, either courses or tutorials, whatever you want to call them. Um, but I might also do uh, one or two in-person events towards the end of March and April. Uh, obviously, that'll only suit people that are sort of generally local to me. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking of doing a couple of things. That might be something that's that's in the pipeline. So yeah, lots, lots of things going on. Uh, trying to keep it all done and then trying to keep on top of sowing seed and all the other bits and pieces. But yeah, that's that's what happens at this time of the year, I guess. Um, so yeah, that's been this week's episode. Next week's episode, all about microgreens. Looking forward to that one. It's a really great episode. And yeah, as I say, get sowing. It's that time of year. The excitement is starting to build. And uh, yeah, we're ready to go. And the gardening season is kicking off in earnest. So yeah, that's been this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And until the next time, happy gardening. Mm-hmm.